0: Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox. Can't even say my name this morning. Um, And we are here. We've got a return guest. I'm so excited to have Kezia on. All the way from the UK. I just adore this woman so much. And she is back on to talk about her surprise, really, pregnancy after years of secondary infertility. So welcome back on.
1: Uh thank you Monica for having me. It's so good to
0: be here. Yeah. <laughs> so take us back to the moment cuz it was 9 years, right? 9 years, yeah. 9 years between your boys. Yeah. What was that feeling that when you saw the pregnancy test?
1: It was, is this going to sound weird? It was like, I wasn't shocked. I kind of thought I was pregnant, but even the thought of being pregnant was like, really? (laughs) Like, why? What? Wow. Okay. Uh, And then seeing it, the the pregnancy test, I think it just took me, I was, was, yeah, we were, you know, my husband had a, a couple of tears. And I was like, shocked, like, oh it was yeah it was a beautiful moment and um and then you know all the anxiety kicks in after so long and and yeah but that moment that actual moment was it was one of those things that you just kind of want to freeze and stay in for forever really Mm -hmm. yeah it was a beautiful moment after so long
0: yeah because it was unexplained infertility right yeah
1: unexplained yeah um I'm explaining secondary infertility I mean basically in that they couldn't find anything wrong with me or my husband and I think quite a lot of well of secondary infertility is like that and it's not to say that you can't develop um you know issues with your um with your fertility but um for us it was that there was nothing, there was no reason, there was no rhyme or reason for why we couldn't. But when I look back, I think in hindsight, I think there was a lot going on. Um, you know, spoken and unspoken mm-hmm. that actually had an effect. And I think it was just, I think there was a lot of emotional issues going on, especially for me. Um and I look back now and I can with hindsight go, okay, it was unexplained, but actually there was a lot that that you don't even realize is impacting your well-being and health and how that can affect all kinds of things yeah including whether you get pregnant or not i think we almost take for granted that our bodies and our minds are are just so super efficient at protection and protecting i mean our first job is obviously survival and survival of the species is to procreate but also the the job of the brain is survival and you need to survive first. And so if the body and and the mind interprets a pregnancy or another, you know, a baby as a threat to that survival, then nothing's going to happen. And I think I was in a a survival mode for a really long, long time. Yeah. Um, And not really realising that I was in kind of a survival stress response and yeah my brain was just and I was kind of fighting against it um but yeah that's with hindsight knowing what I know now being able to look back and say there was definitely you know maybe not physical stuff going on but I think we underestimate the emotional
0: and the mental side um massively of of fertility yeah 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 um I know most people don't want to hear this, <laughs> but do you think in hindsight, your fertility gave you the time to sort your shit out?
1: Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You know, um, you're right. People don't want to hear it, but I, you know, I always say this and I say it with love, like nine years is a long time and I wouldn't it, this wasn't by design. I didn't design yeah. <laughs> to have nine year gap. But what that nine-year gap allowed me to do was to really go deep into my own self-development, whatever you want to call it, work. And obviously, I've been trained as a counsellor, which really helped to help me to understand, you know, mindset and psychology and emotions on a whole different level. Um, so I really did go through a huge, you know, kind of reawakening, I guess. Um, that I think for me it was like I needed to go through that and I needed to understand that and I needed to, you know, change a few things in my life so that I could help other people but also Mm -hmm. be a better mother, really, Um, and... I talk a lot about that kind of generational breaking, generational traumas and I think, and generational conditionings and repeated patterns. And I think that process, that nine year process allowed me to do that. Um, Not everyone is, you know, I I work with women and they go, well, why do I have to go through this? And I think we resist it because we feel like it's almost a punishment to go through this kind of self-development work. But when we do, I think, there is something really empowering about being able to take back control of what feels like a very like tumultuous, turmoil, distressing thing in your life. And to kind of go actually, it's not, it's something that I'm going through, but it doesn't define me. I can yeah. still have a really fulfilling life. And for me, it was kind of getting to a place of fulfillment. That wasn't um, off the back of a thing or something that I could buy or my career or, you know, someone else, you know, I wasn't finding fulfillment outside of myself. It was really trying to, you know, locate it within myself. And I think that was a huge difference in my emotional well-being. And when you feel better, as we know, and when you feel better about yourself, then the body responds you know, yeah. the mind, the body goes where the mind goes, you know, body has to follow mind, the mind is the, the controller of everything. So if the mind is feeling good, and you're feeling good about yourself, then the body follows.
0: Yeah. And I want to say the good news is that our nine year journeys, I had a nine year journey too. Um, your journey is not going to be that long because we figured it all out for you. <laughs> so when people are like, oh my God, do I have to go through that nine years? It's like, no, yeah. we only had to go through it because there wasn't support. We didn't have like, we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have podcasts really directly to fertility. Like this information was out there, but we started going to different sources to look for it because we weren't getting it like the the fertility wow. community wasn't talking about it, so yeah, we, there was like no did. connection to yeah fertility,
1: you know like how does mental health uh, you know connect to fertility, how does mindset work connect to fertility, how does spiritual work like nobody really talks about that, and yeah. it's like you like you kind of somehow in my book I was like, nobody's talking about this and and kind of connecting those dots of like well why are we not talking about this?
0: Like, yeah, course,
1: yeah, like this, it's the same thing. Um, and you kind of have to. I felt like I don't know about you, but for me, it was like, Am I crazy? Like, thinking oh like my this. god, am the only one who thinks like this, yeah. But kind of having to go there, and even in psychology, like, I was, you know, I talked about it as an existential crisis, and people were like, Well, that's a bit much, and I was like, <laughs> No, but think about it, like, you know. <laughs> If a man like, you know, goes for a midlife crisis, we're, we're happy to accept that that's a thing. But a woman who can't have children, if we say it's an existential crisis, why is that like, why is that, why, why is that like so weird? It's like when, when the very thing at question is life itself. So how can it not be existential?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but
1: it's that kind of higher level thinking that I think we are kind of changing the narrative a little bit yeah and giving people now a a chance to go oh okay yeah well I think
0: most of my listeners are ready for the Uh, (laughs) woo-woo if you're new here buckle up but um, yeah exactly and I think just like you said um, if you take the time that fertility issues have Mm -hmm put on you like yeah you don't want to accept it but let's just face it this is the reality that you're in if you do take that time to start doing the hard work and and i say the hard work i mean personally i didn't do the hard work um to get pregnant. I feel like I'm doing the hard work now. There's things that motherhood and entrepreneurship have brought out in me that I've really had to do some hard work. But I guess the hard work when you're starting out is still hard, you know, flipping, like your book says, flipping the script of saying even little words like when I get pregnant, not if I get pregnant. and little things like that, that's still incredibly hard, when you feel like you have no tangible proof that getting and staying pregnant is possible for you. And even if you're dealing with secondary infertility, and do have the proof, right, like you have the proof that you could get and stay pregnant, and you have this beautiful being in your life, or maybe two. um, But all of a sudden, because it was easy before, and now it's not easy, you feel like it's impossible, especially if you're going through fertility treatments or it's been years. Um, but changing that up, like, yeah, what, what do you mean? Yes, of course I'm fertile. I've, I have the proof. And for me, I didn't. For years, I did not have the proof that I could even get pregnant. Um, so it was a little bit harder. But when I um, started to see small results, so like a first failed IVF no embryos second ivf healthy embryos first frozen embryo transfer pregnant but miscarried so i had these little steps of like oh okay i have a little bit more hope i have a little bit more hope it's like finding those little hopes and changing those things up and it it kind of like snowballs doesn't it yeah yeah totally
1: and i think i think you're right like it, it does feel impossible and I what helped me with the work and a slightly different journey, I didn't have any signs at all so i I didn't get pregnant at all in nine years. <laughs> there was no there was no nothing but for me what the what the mindset work and like I did a lot of um energy healing work and really reconnecting into my body and healing my body on an emotional energies energy side um and then doing the mindset work and the visualizations kind of to if I do I know it do I believe that I can and on some level I was like I do I, I do know that I am going to have another child I was like well if I know I'm going to have another child the only thing that makes this difficult is that I need to know the when the how the where and <laughs> you know what, I mean? what the mind the expectations. Does, right? mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing that causes the anxiety. So if you get rid of that and you just stick to the knowing, and that's all I had in my heart for a really long time, for probably about the last two years before I got pregnant or 18 months, was just that knowing. And so people go, well, how did you deal with, like, you know, your periods coming and stuff? And I was like, because I always just went back to the knowing. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And just, like, centering on that and just really anchoring deep into that. and I think your body responds in some way yeah because you're not trying to fight it you're just kind of going and I always say to like the women I work with if your stalk came in five years time would you say to the stalk sorry it's five years too late
0: yeah <laughs> right
1: I wouldn't do it five years ago Like you, you wouldn't do that so yeah if you you know the, the problem that we have is time and not knowing when and wanting to control it but if you can take the control out if you can take needing to know all the details out and just be in the knowing as hard as that is and that's why I think other things have to kind of come into play too around fulfillment and being happy within yourself then you kind of go okay I can be in the knowing that it is going to come to me and that
0: when it does it will it will be the right timing yeah yeah all right, for the naysayers, okay, yeah. why can I have a baby so easily when I was in this trauma state, right, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, after I have my baby, I can't, but I was in the same state, you know, I had a kid, I, I haven't done anything differently, why all of a sudden can't I? on a mental and emotional level why do you think I've got some theories but why do you think
1: yeah see I think it's um you are in a trauma and then I think it's it's almost like compounded trauma to have a baby and to transition into motherhood is almost a trauma
0: yeah
1: (laughs) totally Um, I know that sounds weird but yes it sounds but it is I mean Mm -hmm it's so much so much shifts it, it is a it is a it is another trauma and I think what the body goes and the mind goes like I said before our, our mandate in our brain is to survive and if something happens even if we're unconsciously not quite aware of it and it's a trauma it kind of goes I don't want to go through that again that's yeah. not safe yeah it's not safe for me to do that so if it's not safe for me, then I'm going to do everything I can. And it's a really unconscious thing to protect me from going through that again. Yeah. And I think there's something along that lines of like, yeah, you were in a trauma. You were able to have a baby and your, your body and your mind is just protecting you from doing that again. Because why would you want to do that again? Like, why yeah. would you want to do it in a trauma state again? And I think for me, that's what happened with me like, you know, nine years ago, maybe 10 years ago, um, I was in a trauma state. Didn't know it. I didn't know anything about trauma and mental health back then. Um, and so when my son was born, it was like it was like a car crash, you know, um and your body goes, "Well, why would you want to do that again?" And when I think about it, I think he was two and I wasn't out of the trauma. I was still in it, I was still in the survival mode. so you're, you know when you think about it logically, the brain is literally like, "Why do we want to do that again?" That wasn't yeah. great why why do we want to repeat that and then you go okay and you have to heal that and i really do believe you have to emotionally heal that you have to you have to face it you have yeah. to face the all the emotions around that you have to face the fears around that you have to face uh the judgments and the you know the pressure that you put on yourself you have to face all the horrible things that you might have thought and said about yourself you've got to face it all and go through that and process it. And then at some point when you've worked that through, I think you released your need or that attachment to that trauma. And when that's kind of healed, you're able, yeah. You're able to kind of go on and yeah. Yeah.
0: So I have some, the- they're not, well, yeah, they're theories, I suppose, but I'm sure there's scientific evidence out there to back them up somewhere. Um, one, okay. um, um we hold trauma in our body, right? Yeah, and so when you give birth, if you didn't know, even if you had the most beautiful birth ever, your body shifts, right? That shit like goes to places it's never been before. Oh, and yeah. that trauma is released. Mm. And it starts manifesting in physical ways now that maybe you didn't realize before Mm -hmm. and then on top of that you are recovering physically from a birth and you are now completely sleep deprived oh yeah so that mentally messes everything up especially your hormones and stuff and then um obviously you're dealing with the baby which is just like i don't think people realize how much energy physically and mentally that takes yeah um so that just puts your body into this crazy chaos and if you don't have both the physical and the mental tools to deal with all of that it and let's say you're just like so subconsciously like a lot of people with secondary infertility are like no like i was fine i got pregnant i don't have like i don't have any of that and then it just continues to snowball because now you're putting Secondary infertility stress onto all of that.
1: Yeah, I I I totally see that, and I totally see how um it is that process of becoming mum for the first time is really mentally and emotionally taxing. And I think we underestimate. Yes, some people, you know, go on and have loads and loads of kids. But I think for some people, it's like actually that mental and emotional transition is difficult, and we underestimate yeah you know that process
0: yeah and then there's the physical side where if you are dealing with like gut issues thyroid issues either a little bit or like you don't really know at all then you get pregnant you have your whole like pregnancy is super taxing on the body so your body doesn't have enough energy to take care of you and take and grow that baby at the same time yes and um And so sometimes uh, like, you know, yeah, your health goes, the baby health goes, there's just not enough to give. And so after your birth, once again, same thing, you're, you're not taking care of yourself because you're taking care of a baby and you've just been pushed off the cliff in a physical sense with your thyroid, maybe your gut health, um, any other underlining root causes that you maybe knew of, or you didn't know of. And that's why a lot of people deal with thyroid issues um, after pregnancy is because yeah. it was there before, but yeah. you got away with it. And the pregnancy itself was just enough to tip you over that edge. And then unfortunately I see in the fertility space that thyroid issues aren't even taken seriously in the first place by many doctors. Um, So they're just not getting the proper support and they're not getting down to the root cause of why your thyroid's messed up anyways. But um, I think it's, yeah, with hindsight, it's really easy for us to sit here and like explain all the unexplained Um, and I know when I work with people, um, most of my clients are very highly educated and most of them are on the diets. They've worked with functional medicine doctors and I come in and on a physical side, I'm able to tweak just enough stuff. But most of the time I'm like, you got to work on that mental stuff. That's what's fucking you up. It's not your physical stuff anymore. You've done it. You've done the work you you got to get raw with yourself and most of them are ready for it right you get to that point where you're done with your own bullshit you're like okay
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 you and you and I say to everyone, you've got to get to a point where you're like fuck this shit and I've had enough of my own bullshit and that's the only way that the emotional side and the mental side changes because a lot of the time I think as well is that when we're not good at self-supporting because we're not taught to do that Mm -hmm. and so I think part of this journey is learning how to do that learning how to actually and it's really sets you up for the rest of your life yeah um to really sit with yourself and be able to sit with your emotions sit with your thoughts and really kind of like okay like what's going on for me like yeah I need to do this and making yourself a priority when you become a mum you know and you're you know, taking care of a baby, there is no, you're not a priority, and I think that has a huge impact on the psyche, Um, you know, you you go from being Kezia to being Elijah's mum, yeah, that's a huge impact on who you are and your identity, and and it knocks you for a time, and so you just become this kind of, you know, person (laughs) who takes care (laughs) of a child, but you're not taking care of yourself, yeah and I think you you this is about as well learning how to actually I am a priority, even if I do have children, I'm still a priority, I still matter,
0: yeah
1: um uh, and I think you know infertility in general is like that, like you still matter whether you have however you have a child, whatever your outcome is, you as a person matter and are extremely important. you are not here on this planet just to make up the numbers,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Important.
1: You're 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 amazing. You're magic. You are a miracle. You are a woman. You are. It doesn't matter. You yeah, know, it doesn't matter at all what the outcome is. You are still important
0: and necessary. Yeah. So I have a um ex-client now, fortunately, who is pregnant. uh She dealt with secondary infertility. She just re- reached out recently and just said, "I'm just not in a good mental space. Like I'm." still struggling with all these thoughts surrounding secondary infertility what would be your best advice to someone who um because yeah i like obviously you're always going to have that anxiety especially after infertility um and people don't realize that the two pink lines just doesn't make that shit go away. Like all your mental and emotional thoughts that you are holding right now, they will not change just because you're pregnant. So she's carrying forward those mental and emotional things. And um, when we were working together that, I just said, you, it's all mental. For you, your fertility issue is all mental. And she had thyroid issues. And there's two ways you can have thyroid issues. One mentally and one from your gut health. Hers was mentally. Um, and she hasn't been able to shift through that. So what would be your best advice to anyone who, yeah, is, is pregnant and still having these thoughts about, I'm infer, you know, like she's even thinking about her third, like, is it going to be hard for me to have a third? What's your best advice to get out of that mindset?
1: Yeah. uh, oh, it's, it is so difficult. So The anxiety is natural. And this is what I always say to people, like if you're anxious before you're pregnant and obviously infertility is incredibly anxiety inducing, but it doesn't go away. It actually steps up a notch. Mm -hmm. Um, So learning how to deal with anxiety at any point is going to benefit you because the same practices are the same. So for me, it's at the basis, it's bringing the anxiety down. That's the first thing that we have to do before we can do anything else we have to calm the stress response she's in a stress response and it needs to calm down so we need to do the deep breathing work um the breath work uh reminding i am safe i'm okay i'm safe i'm okay and then we want to work on the mindset after that which is like and and i get it because i went through the same thing and (laughs) annoyingly my husband (laughs) you know like he he used to make me laugh because he'd be like not into this mindset stuff. And then as soon as I got pregnant, I got really, really anxious. And one day I was like really freaking out. And he just said to me, now's the time to use your mindset work. Yeah. Now is the time. You've done all of this work. Now is the time that you need to do it. What would you say to your client? And I just thought, Oh, he's such a, <laughs> no, so was... right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so annoying, but yeah. So what I would say is, you this is the time to really concentrate and focus, but be in the present moment. Because a lot of the time the anxiety is even further induced by thinking ahead, what if this pregnancy doesn't,
0: mm-hmm. doesn't
1: um go full term? What if something happens to the baby? What if something da-da-da-da-da? what if I don't have a third baby? Yeah. Bring it into the present. Yeah. It's okay, like stop right now in this moment, how am I doing? What's going on for me? how am I feeling? Am I feeling okay? And just keep focusing on the present moment because if we keep focusing on the what ifs, that's when, you know, yeah, we get anxious more. So the mindset work is really to be like, how can I, um, how can, what, if we keep focusing on the things that we don't want to expect experience, we're going to manifest those things, right? Yeah. It's going to happen. So I have to consciously think about, okay, what do I want to experience? And that's why in the present moment it's so good because in the present moment I go, I want to feel really good. I want to feel, I want to feel okay. I want to feel happy. And we get to choose those feelings. um, And we can, you know, we can control more when we're conscious about what we're thinking about. So it's just, it's been really conscious of like okay it actually in this moment i am okay and just keep coming back to that um secondary infertility i think it's like it's been really mindful of the words that we use i personally don't like the word infertility so i wouldn't i wouldn't use it but it's like it's reminding myself, if I can't get on board with, if I feel like there's a bit of a, I'm over connected to the word infertility, then it's like reminding, well, what is my body doing? Oh, I'm pregnant right now. God, yeah. And, and, and it's just staying there. Like if, if for nothing else, if I can just stay in like, what is my body doing? My body's growing a baby. That's That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and just kind of be there like what is my body and it's keeping me alive like I, I always tell people let's go back to the simplicity of it because we're so quick to be so harsh about ourselves and infertility is being harsh on ourselves being harsh on ourselves but if we if we find the compassion we go well what is happening what am I doing oh wow this is amazing
0: yeah, yeah. and just
1: being being in that space and stay there
0: and continually practicing it because it is very much easily said than done. Well, um, yeah. And I think yeah. people
1: do that. They go, oh, well, it's easy said than done. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually the hardest thing in the world to yeah, do. Exactly. I'm not saying this is easy. And that never came out of my mouth.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm yeah.
1: like, it's a battle. And I'm my mindset work is probably the biggest battle that I do. But I do it and I commit to doing it. And it, my favorite saying is I, I commit to overcoming myself every single day. Because yeah. that's the mindset work. Yeah, exactly. But I'm exactly. committed to it and it's a challenge because to me, it's like the biggest and best challenge. And some days I'm like, oh, I can't stand this. And other days I'm like, no, this is so important, yeah. you know. And, and you just commit to it and you can commit to repeating it day in and day out because that is this is the work. day in day
0: out you have a beautiful yeah it's really hard you have a beautiful book that people need to pick up for the support to start these motions it's called flip the strip is it on um amazon in america now great okay yeah i
1: think so yeah okay it's on kindle as well so
0: that oh brilliant okay so you can pick that up the link will be in the show notes as well but let our listeners know where they can connect with you as well.
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me now. Uh, I am Kezia uh, Ockaport on Instagram. Um, um, where else can you connect with me? Also on TikTok at, at the same handle. Um, on Facebook, I have a free Facebook group, Sanctuary, that you can come and connect with me. And we just do a lot of positivity and support work and mindset work in there um which is great and you can also at my website kezia.com
0: oh well thank you so much for taking the time and coming back on and sharing your story of success i always talk about um expanders and you are an expander for women going through secondary infertility that it is possible to get and stay pregnant even when The years just keep taking over. I feel you, girl. I feel that pain. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to see your face again. And we will connect soon.
1: Yeah, thank you, Monica.